Welcome to Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. I'm a professional writer and your resident lyricist. And I'm a professional musician and your resident composer. And, and together, together, we toss up a new song each week. Using a random music genre. And a random topic. That's right. Using our proprietary, patented, prenuptial, industrial strength salad <laughs> spinner, we randomize over 500 music genres. And hit the random article button on Wikipedia to get our topic. Uh-huh. And last week, we wrote a wedding song, an end-of-the-night wedding party song, about healthcare in Kenya, like you do. So let's see what's in store for us this week as we fire up the salad spinner to generate our genre and topic. Here we go. But wait, it's a special week. It's always a special week on Song Salad. <laughs> you thought that we were just going to go right into the salad spinner, didn't you, listener? So did I, because I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but no everyone's surprised we have a special guest this week we do maggie carr from harridan productions yes she's very funny and very cool yes and she uh is a producer and writer and actress and she'll be here uh to give us a little more info about her projects which are super fun and easy to find on instagram and enjoy mm -hmm. uh and she will give us our topic yes so we'll still get a random genre from the salad spinner and Maggie will give us our topic. So, let's do it. This week, we're writing a song in the style of... J-Ska! J-Ska. <laughs> oh, About. boy. About... Something. Whatever Maggie tells us. Yeah. So, J-Ska. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. J in front of any genre means Japanese. Yes, except for <laughs> J-Date, which is Jewish. Oh, yes. And except for J. Keith Van Stratton. Which is quiz. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, Japanese ska. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Do you think it's notably different than, like, regular ska music? I don't know. I mean, if you consider, like, J-pop and, like, J-rock and stuff, usually the sound is a little bit more like polished, produced, pop-influenced yeah. uh, than the American counterpart. Mm. But I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of variations from band to band. I don't want to sing in Japanese. Does Maggie speak Japanese? Uh, that would be a negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can listen to some examples and see if they all, all these bands sing in Japanese or if there's some English... Or, I don't know, hopefully there's some English. Yeah, Usually. we'll see. And we could just throw in, like, a Japanese word here or there. True. We I feel like we've... Well, we, we actually... Did we have Shinda Ushi, the dead cow song? Uh-huh. Did, did Abby sing some of that in Japanese? I can't remember. Yes. Maybe. That was our Enka episode. Yeah. Um. Pretty sure. Hmm. Well... Well, I guess we should say what we know about ska. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about let's talk about ska. Uh, lots of horns. Perpy horns, your favorite. I do love perpy horns almost as much as I love a funky bass. <laughs> well, we can have both in this genre. True. Uh, we've done just ska before. We did a song called Tiny Town Choo Choo. Yes, about the model train museum in Germany. Episode 25, still one of my favorites. Wow. So when we did that episode, we learned that uh, ska involves horns and a rock band and uh, this guitar rhythm called the skank, Yeah, which is also a dance move that you can do to this music. Yeah, the, the guitar sounds like chunk, 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 chunk. Yeah, and all the offbeats. Yeah. And it's like upbeat and energetic and fun. It has some of the same anti-establishment um, views that punk does. Well, at least the American version. Right. But it's not presented as like nihilistically and bleakly and um, negatively. It's more, I don't know, like individualistic and like uh, humanistic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes out of reggae. Yes. So. Yeah. We'll have to see what. Uh, you know, when J. Scott was popular or is popular. Right. 
Should we find that out? Let's find it out. Okay, let's go. Instead of just like rambling about things we don't know. This is that we would not have a podcast if that was true. Here we go. Mm. It is indeed Japanese. Wow, we uh <laughs> we got really far with our research, guys. <laughs> the <It's> end. <laughs> J Ska is Japanese Ska. Yeah. Uh Ska music made in Japan. And it has been called the third wave of ska that combines traditional Jamaican club sounds with metal, punk, folk, funk, and country. But listening to some examples, I think it's mostly like a uh, ska punk vibe that's popular. Uh, And then there is also the opposite end of the spectrum with this group called the Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. That's very much on the pop end of things. And more rooted in that traditional Jamaican bossa nova ska kind of thing, uh, since they have a larger instrumental ensemble to play with. They are also probably the most well-known group because they've toured extensively in the U.S. and in Europe. Yeah, they formed in the 80s, and it seems like they're still performing today. But the height of this Japanese ska's popularity was in the 90s. Just like in the U.S. too. Yeah, kind of coincided. Yeah. And that was this third wave of ska music. Right. So it does appear that most of the lyrics are in Japanese. Yep. Some songs we found are in English, but most in Japanese. Yeah. But I, since there are some in English, we have permission. We're, we're going to do English. Yeah, we also found that there's, just like ska in the U.S., there are a lot of covers of other songs Yeah. Um, that have been skankified i guess (laughs) if you could call it that including a version of odd lang syne (laughs) happy new year yeah by the group snail ramp great name (laughs) yeah and you can hear you'll hear the odd lang syne but you will also hear the rest of the lyrics in japanese over a ska punk groove yeah here it is Like we mentioned, perpy horns, funky bass, and skanking guitar. Yeah. Along with kind of like, you know, still very much sung lyrics, but a sort of like gruff and rough vocal sound that's like, you know, devil may care <laughs> attitude. Yeah. It's like, it's very like straight tone forward in the voice, just kind of yelling on a pitch yeah yeah it reminds me of american bands like some 41 and blink 182 if they did more of like a ska vibe those bands but like i i think you know the the punk attitude as you'll hear in some other examples we we found seems to be important in this j ska yeah uh and like i said there there's a little bit more of like a softer edge to ska versus punk um possibly that comes out of the like reggae calypso right. um origins uh or or like that influence because that is definitely like a very laid back genre that is talking all about like unity and right. humanity and like oneness and like companionship <laughs> yeah yeah there's an interesting thing here that says Reggae's syncopated rhythms are echoed in the rhythm of Okinawan music. Yeah, so I read much that. so that Okinawa's music is sometimes called Japanese reggae. So it's interesting that the like I guess that probably means the like folk music, traditional music of Okinawa has similar, you know, bass rhythms to these um, Jamaican genres. So should we try to find like an example of that you know i looked stuff up and it's way too big of a Ah, category to narrow down so makes sense let's just believe it 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's but, just believe But it. let's hear another example, shall we? Yeah, let's do one of the famous guys, the Tokyo Paradise Explosion. Or yeah. Was it? Here's Beautiful Burning Forest by Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. Oh, or that. <laughs> Much more laid back, polished, uh, you know, poppy. Jazzy. Jazzy. Yeah. And it's funny, according to this Wikipedia article, the categorization of ska music in Japan at Tower Records in Tokyo, Mm. uh, they classify all Japanese ska as hardcore. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No matter how laid back it is. Just if you're looking for ska, you got to go to the hardcore section. Yeah, it seems like they they don't do as much like separating and acknowledging the genre in Japan as they do in in other countries. Because I also saw a lot of references to it being like lumped together with pop music. Got it. Because a lot of the bands also play pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I can understand how the distinction would bleed. Sure. Uh, one more example. Yeah. Let's do Pot Shot. Is Ooh, the band? Yeah. Like and here's a song called Radio. Off of their album, Pots and Shots. Again, more poppy, punky, ska vibe. Poppy, punky, ska vibe should be our (laughs) ska band name. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, it seems like this genre was very popular around 1997 in Japan. And, you know, there's still a lot of bands doing it today, but it's not like a movement like it was for a little while there. Yeah. So we're going to make such a good J-ska song. That it's going to reignite the passion for this genre in Japan. Japan does have one of the most intense fan cultures of any country in the world. Hmm. We and need if, to figure out how to get in on that. I was going to say, if we can figure out how to just plug right into that. Then we can literally get t-shirts that say, I'm big in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, any Japanese listeners out there? Hello. How are you? Hit us up. What do we need to do? Do we need to make like a manga of us? What's happening? <laughs> Do we need to apply for Terrace House? Oh, oh my God. We would be so bad on Terrace we House. We arrive in the house on Terrace House and they're like, oh, what What are your career goals? And we're like, well, <laughs> we, we have a podcast we really want to make famous in Japan. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what are your relationship goals? We're both married. That's yeah. not, <laughs> not, like, that's not a none thing. Of, step off, everybody. So, no, not right for Terrace House. No. All right. So I think... Uh, we're probably ready to bring Maggie in, yeah? Yeah, I think I think we should go get her. Okay. In our, she's in our green room. We have to <laughs> go get her, a.k.a. my apartment. Oh, she's in your apartment right now? No. Oh. But soon. Because I was going to make a joke that the green room was the outdoors because she's walking here. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that, that could also be. Green from trees. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're back with Maggie Carr of Harridan Productions. Maggie is a writer, a producer, an actress, a singer, a lady of the night. Whoa. (laughs) And we're so glad that she's here with us. Maggie Carr. 
Okay. <laughs> yes, I am. A, I don't like to talk about it, but I am a prostitute. I'm glad <laughs> Shannon <laughs> shared that. That's really great. I'm sorry I blew your cover. <laughs> sorry. So, you know, you got to make money somehow. Yeah. Certainly not from acting. So. No, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are so glad that you're here with us and we'd love to hear a little bit more about Harridan Productions and what cool stuff you're putting on the internet that our listeners might like to listen to. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me guys. I'm super thanks excited. Thanks for being yeah. here. Um, so like, uh, what was it? Last summer I was working on a show in Hartford, Connecticut and as a actress you get a lot of like self tape for the first like you get self tape requests for the first round of like TV and film auditions. So that means that like someone will be like, "Hey, we have this script. Can you read it on tape and send it to us?" versus coming in and like actually auditioning for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's very common. Um and I got one for a new TV show that I don't know if it ever got picked up if it was just the pilot or not, but it had big actors in it. It was on a big network and it was for a recurring role for a girl who was, I also believe, a lady of the night, which maybe that's why they called me in. I do have it on wow. my resume. Method acting. Lady of the night. Um, and uh, the whole scene, the self-tape, was to do a lap dance. In the television show, it was going to be naked. But um, there was like a couple lines in the scene, but it was mostly just a, a lap dance. Wow, ABC Family has really changed. <laughs> Guys, show business is a hellscape. It is. <laughs> and I was like, and it, so basically I was like, so what they're asking is that like I like get into like, you know, like put a sheet up in my bedroom and like <laughs> fake gyrate on nothing and then send it to them and be like, what do you what do you guys think? What do you think? How was that? And I just like imagined some like guys in like a dark room because they're not looking at me saying like, hey, there, stud. They're just like looking at the gyrating. Right. And I just imagine them being like, no, no, yes, no. Like judging <laughs> all of these women. And I uh, lost my mind a little bit. And I was like, I can't. I emailed my managers and I was like, I am not going to do this. No. And I don't think I can do because this was not the first time I had gotten like, wow, you know, and it's very common. I'm not like I'm not in the minority here. And um, I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I decided to start a production company this November. Woo. Um, and it focuses on women in front of and behind the camera. Nice. Writing, directing, acting, DP, sound, editing, post-production, pre-production, anything that you can think of, women being involved in it. And um, giving women agency in every aspect of filmmaking and a little bit of theater as well. Um with the goal of being, you know, what does it look like if the woman is in charge of every aspect? And what does that mean when we have agency? We're going to tell different stories. And I think probably better ones. So do you <laughs> do you now send um, self-tape requests to men for them to do lap dances at yes, home? Yes, yes. No, no, no. no you no, wish. No, no. no. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but I should put start like, putting those out. Yeah. yeah, just like put a male of the night <laughs> into man something and be like, just send a couple pics, like a couple shots of you know your dick. And <laughs> well, are you, am I allowed to say that on your podcast? Yeah, we have yeah, an explicit yeah, yeah. rating. It's oh, great. that's okay. really great. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, then I just want to see like the like put put a ruler next to it, <laughs> and then I will decide whether or not you get to say one line that I will eventually cut. In right. my show. <laughs> that's empowerment is what yes. that is. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Yeah. It's 2019. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the things that you've uh, either started production on or are out there in the world already? Um, so right now, we've, we've only started in November, so we're a, a baby production company. Um, but we have already started putting out two shows. Um, one is called Interview, which is – we're also – I've. I failed to mention that we're a short form media company. So mm -hmm. we're really interested in any uh, short form fiction and nonfiction story that is told via social media or the web. Cool. So our first venture into that is a show that is made for Instagram, but it's on other social media platforms called Interview, 
which is one minute episodes of different actors playing different characters being interviewed. And I think it's very funny. It's it's a comical it is show. Very funny. It is. Yes, it is. I, I it love is your uh, Instagram influencer character. Yes. Oh, uh, Casey Donchin. She yeah. is. She's a popular one. All Most of our DMs are about Casey Donchin. Really? I was actually she has. So we're getting ready to put out our like next round of videos because we are testing out, you know, how regularly we're going to put them out. And uh, now we can put them out more regularly. But I was editing some this morning of her. And I don't want to give anything away. Not that spoilers on this <laughs> exciting Instagram channel. I know you're all following. You guys are going to get petitions like season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Please rewrite interview. Rewrite Casey. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Casey. Right. <laughs> her arc was not leading to this. Yeah. Oh, man. She's had about a three-minute arc. So. <laughs> um, but I... I wear, I got this like really shitty bathing suit from Amazon. <laughs> I like put into Amazon shitty bathing suit and they were like, we have many options. <laughs> um, and I got sent this like leopard print bathing suit. And I, uh, it's basically an episode with Casey talking about like how you're supposed to wear a bathing suit to be trendy. Uh-huh. And um, there was, I did not realize how much time, um, cause I play Casey on the show and um. I didn't realize how much time my director and DP were spending putting the camera directly on my butt <laughs> <laughs> while I was like twerking. And there's just some really intense slow-mo of like, you really, you don't want to see the physics of your own ass moving. <laughs> but now I have. But you know, it was on my terms. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like how I'm like, I want empowerment circle. for women. I'm going to put on this shitty bathing suit and twerk. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's Miley Cyrus feminism right there. My bathing yeah, I mean, suit, listen. my choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah, so interview is very fun. But then you also do things like Hands to Hands. Yeah, Hands to Hands is actually our first like um, co-pro with uh, another company called Opal Studios, which is run by a girl named Shiori Sato. And she does a show. She had it in Japan. And um, she's brought it here. And it's about basically creators it's about people who make things with their hands artists who make things with their hands and she does beautiful work and she co-directs interview with me and um the same dp and camera woman on that whose name is sanaye is also on interview um so i do a lot of producing work for them and uh opal and harridan have really like overlapped because we have similar goals except shiori's company opal is much like more delicate than my company (laughs) (laughs) It's good um, to have a balance. Yeah. Uh, but that show is amazing and so gorgeous. They have a, an episode about um, two women in Brooklyn who make pottery with their hands. Um, and I immediately bought, they made this like um, base that just has little drawings of boobs all over it. <laughs> I was like, purchase. <laughs> pottery on my terms. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she did an episode about a, a guy named Bobby Zlotnick who makes wigs for mostly drag queens, but also for like Broadway, cool. off Broadway. Really cool. yeah, yeah, he's amazing. And uh, she also did a show on a new a designer named Stella Rose. I don't know if I'm outing all of her shows that are coming out, but she's she does a lot of gorgeous stuff. And she's also on social media everywhere. The Hands to Hand show is. And if you go to the Heritage page, you can find her stuff as well. Cool. So, where can people find you on the Heritage page? Um, the easiest way to find us is to go to Instagram. I don't know if you guys have all heard of it. Um, it's new. We, <laughs> our handle for Heritage, the company, which will lead you to all the things we're doing and all the future projects we're doing. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Is Heritage Productions? That's pretty easy to find at Heritage Productions. Can you spell Heritage for us? Oh, Herodin. Yeah, I should explain that. Herodin. <laughs> H-A-R-R-I-D-A-N. Herodin is like an old-timey term for like a bitch or a bossy woman. <laughs> I did not know that. No one does. It's so good. <laughs> my my husband thought of it, and I'm constantly like, this was a terrible idea, because everyone's like, Peridin? Cheridin? And I'm like, it's Herodin, you know, a bitch, like I'm being right now to you, because you don't know what Herodin is. Um... And then you can find the interview show under the handle interview the show on Instagram. We're also on Twitter with the same handles. Great. 
Amazing. Well, so we've asked Maggie to be our expert today and give us a topic. Um, yeah. I must admit that I have uh, a lot of trepidation about what you might be bringing. Why's that, Shannon? Uh, knowing Maggie's proclivities, um, it's probably going to be about something about taxidermy, mm-hmm. something about horror uh-huh. films and effects something about um true crime like okay. like the most grisly and horrible unsolved true crimes um you know usually if we get a wikipedia article that's about something like a murder <laughs> we just spin again and get a different one so yeah. we don't have to yeah, yeah, because we but, don't want to make fun of a murder <laughs> well but this week this week it's whatever you want maybe. yeah <laughs> oh man um i mean shannon you're right um, uh, i don't know did you already explain that like i know you no no well, <laughs> oh, uh, p- p.s we're friends yeah, yeah, P- yeah. p.s i love you yeah. starring gerard butler <laughs> remember when that happened no one talks about that enough um so yeah shannon's husband is my oldest and dearest friend and um Shannon is basically a female version of my husband. <laughs> um, they both, I'm not kidding. I like eavesdropped on one of their conversations the other day and they were talking about semicolons. 100% true. Yeah, like, yeah, fine, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Wow. I mean, they're both like the smartest, most lovely people I've ever met. Actually, oh. you are too. I'm, oh, thanks. <laughs> I do you guys not are care about so semicolons. <laughs> Neither do I don't actually I couldn't tell you if it's the one with two dots or the dot and then the comma. <laughs> and I don't want to know. Don't tell me. It's, <laughs> it's the one in the winky face. Oh yeah. I thought it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so the reason I chose this topic, I'm actually surprised Shannon didn't figure it out already, is that um I have a, a favorite film of all time. Oh Ooh. my god. And <laughs> and it is um it is Clive Barker's Hellraiser, oh. the 1987 classic. I believe it's 87. It's it's 87. Um, and I talk about it all the time. I have a taxidermied mouse that is in the shape of Pinhead, who is the um lead like villain of the film. Although he's not really the lead villain villain technically. <laughs> but recently, I've talked about this for years, and recently I found out Shannon. Thought I was talking about the movie Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Oh, and I am not mistake. talking about that. The the whole time I've known Maggie, I thought Hellboy was her favorite movie. It's some people's favorite movie. It's somebody, somebody's <laughs> favorite. Movie. Yeah, uh, you were right. It is 1987. I just looked up the Wikipedia article here. I'm really impressed with myself. But it, the reason I picked it was, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I picked it, but. First of all, from listening to the show, I know it's best if Shannon has a, a virgin mind to the topic. <laughs> and she didn't <laughs> and she didn't even know that this was a movie, even though I talked to her about it for years. <laughs> so she has no idea what this is, even a little bit. Um, should I now talk about it? Do I tell you? Let's guys talk about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to confess I've never seen it, but I am familiar with it. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so happy. Um, this is all I ever want to do. Have like a national forum be like, Maggie, tell us about Clive Barker's Hellraiser. International. Well. Oh, yeah, international. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I don't have as large goals as you guys do. <laughs> Not global for me. Um, Hellraiser is made by Clive Barker, who is a British horror writer and director. He, the movie, it's based on a book he wrote called The Hellbound Heart, and, which I also love. And it's basically about a girl named Kirsty Cotton whose father, well, her uncle, whose name is Frank Cotton, gets into um, some deals with, we don't really know what it is, satanic-like forces, mm. gets a puzzle box, opens it up, and um, out comes the Cenobites. They're called Cenobites. Cenobites. Yes. C-E-N, I think, O-B-I-T-E-S. And the Cenobites are these, they describe themselves as angels to some, demons to others. Ooh. Okay. I think this is so funny that I'm talking about this in a serious, like, setting. And <laughs> and they are, basically, when you open up this puzzle box, they come and they rip you apart. Oh. But it's because you want it. It's to, like, push the boundaries of, like, what pain and pleasure is. 
And they aren't really good or bad. They're just there all the time. Is this a sex thing? It's a little bit of a sex thing. Oh. They have a they have huh. like a BDSM like feel to them. You might like want to look up pictures of the Cenobites because it could really help you. Um the OG Cenobites are Pinhead, who is played by Doug Bradley, who lives in Pittsburgh where I'm from. Ah. And thank God I found that out because if I ran into him, I'd like pass out. And then there's the female who is um, a, a balding woman who usually has a hook with her and then Chatterer who has no eyes and chattering teeth and Butterball who's a a husky fellow with some glasses on <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's what it's about and basically Kirsty makes a deal with um, the Cenobites to not kill her if she returns to them her uncle Frank who has escaped from them. They thought they killed oh. him and he escaped. And now she's luring Kirsty's stepmother, who was always in love with him, to like lure men into her house. And then she kills them and he like sucks them apart and like gains more body. So there's like a skinless guy wow. in it for most of the movie. <laughs> it's really mostly a family drama in a house. <laughs> I don't so what is it that appeals to you? like uh, other than like the horror and the effects like in the the like genre of it what about it makes it your favorite um you know that's a great question cuz I've watched it like when I'm writing or like editing or working it's like always on in the background and especially like early in the morning when I work and my husband Billy is always like ah yes nothing like a disemboweling at 8 in the morning <laughs> I'm so happy to wake up to this again. Um, and I think it's because, well, the music is gorgeous and there's something so like gothic and weird about it. Cool. And it's so 80s, so it has like this weird like 80s vibe to it. There, There's like fun, strong women in it who have like blood on their face and they're running around and... The Cenobites are not in the film very much, and there's, like, such a mystery to them. And it's, like, fun to see them in these, like, costumes. And I don't know why people like horror, but I, I fucking love it. I can't explain it. But I, I do. I love I've seen this movie more than any movie ever, and we'll continue to watch it again and again. All right. And when I explain it, I understand how it seems like I am insane. <laughs> I mean, like, we've definitely had weirder topics on the show. So I'm very excited to dig into this and, and figure out how we're going to incorporate it into our genre, which we are so excited oh, to reveal yeah. to so you. Excited. Yeah. I think there there might be some, uh, you know, there, there's some crossover. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Well, do you want to know what it is? Yes. What is it? This week, we are writing a J-Ska song, which is Japanese Ska, about Hellraiser. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so J-Ska is yeah. very similar to Ska. Okay. Yeah, so like it's going to sound familiar to you. Okay. And uh, sung by Japanese people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do That's just the only difference. Do you speak Japanese? Uh, well, actually, to the two women I work with the most at the company are Japanese. Oh, we should have brought um, them in. So I know, <laughs> I know, you really should have. So I know hi, and my husband's actually learning Japanese. I know hi, and uh, I can't remember anything else. <laughs> we can incorporate hi yeah. in the song. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I remember that. Ohio is yes. good morning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing for you. We're going to be banishing you for a little bit. I cannot wait. Uh, Think of it as opening a puzzle box and getting torn apart out of this apartment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was really good. That was really great. I'm just trying to connect the dots here. I see you've been reading the Wikipedia description as we've been sitting here. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So we're going to do a little bit more research into Hellraiser. Maybe watch some clips. I feel like that You should be watch some clips. Mm -hmm. You should probably look up the list of the Cenobites. I feel like that's going to give you a really good idea of how ridiculous this can get. 
I've also got a little surprise in mind for you. So. Oh my gosh! Get excited! Very exciting! Oh guys, I'm so excited! <laughs> okay, I'll go. Yay! Okay, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Mm. So Maggie's gone. Yeah. I want to look up the music. Yeah. From Hellraiser, the theme song since she said that it has beautiful music yeah. and see if we can incorporate it into our song. I think that's a fabulous idea, especially given Ska's proclivity for covering yeah, other songs. Yeah, covering, sampling. I yeah. think it'll be it'll be fun to kind of reference it Amazing. in our song. Okay, I'm going to read more about the plot of the movie because honestly, I couldn't make heads or tails of that. It sounds bonkers. <laughs> it sounds totally bonkers. Yeah, I, I still don't understand like where this why? puzzle box came from, why yeah. people want to open it, how like this Frank guy survived like i yeah, yeah and then like know. once they're re- released do they just like run around the world and kill people and like what but like you want to be killed by them uh, yeah because you like pain yes question mark we'll find out yeah we're gonna read more okay <laughs> all right let's go let's go mm. so this is definitely a sex thing you think so uh, no you know I, so? I explicitly know so <laughs> how explicitly <laughs> uh well they uh, the Cenobites yes. are amoral entities blindly devoted to the practice of experimental sadomasochism. Ah. Yeah. And um, there were apparently a lot more um, explicit scenes in the film that ended up getting cut. Sure. And uh, a, a lot of the film was censored uh, also for, for violent reasons, but... Yeah, not surprised. Uh, yeah. So can I just read like a, a quote from... Um, Clive Barker in Samwen magazine. Uh huh. Samwen, just like wow. the, we, we heard a couple weeks ago about the Wiccan Samwen holiday. Is, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so here's what he said Well, we did have a slight problem with the eroticism. I shot a much hotter flashback sequence than they would allow us to cut in. Mine was more explicit and less violent. They wanted to substitute one kind of undertow for another. I had a much more explicit sexual encounter between Frank and Julia, but they said, no, let's take out the sodomy and put in the flick knife. Oh, my God. And then he also said um, in commentary for the film, he said, we did a version of this scene which had some spanking in it. And the MPAA, which is the the rating organization, uh, organization, Mm -hmm. was not very appreciative of that. Lord knows where the spanking footage is. Somebody has it somewhere. The MPAA told me I was allowed two consecutive buttock thrusts from Frank, but three is deemed obscene. (laughs) Can we name our band three three buttock thrust? Pinhead and the three thrusts? The three buttock thrusts. Yes, great. I love it. (laughs) Uh, It's like, like, you know, when um, uh, people do like end zone dances and you can do like one thing but it's not like the, like the key and peel sketch yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so that was crazy um but yeah but they're they're like supposedly like the reason that this puzzle box is is sought by people is because they're like looking for that next level of sadomasochistic something they can't sexual get, pleasure yeah from anyone else yeah um so i okay. w- what i ended up trying to do is just like give the setup of the movie in my lyrics, essentially. Okay. Like I wanted to like set up the dramatic question. Got it. Um, Got it. And, uh, you know, ska lyrics are, uh, tend to be like lighter hearted than punk uh, lyrics. Sure. But I think not nearly as like, uh, but they're not nearly as much of the focus of the music as they are even in like reggae or Calypso. Like, okay. Um, so I, I wanted to do, I, I did like a kind of narrative verse and then the chorus um, goes between just like vocalized like O's or like vocalization fun and um, like a couple uh, lines that we can repeat. Okay. Would you like to hear my lyrics? Yes, please. Here we go. Moroccan box from lower hell unrivaled by Pandora. Violent Cenobites who'd fit in Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Angels, demons, which are they? Depends on who you're asking. Can Christy C. escape their pull after Frank's unmasking? Wow. And then the chorus is oh, 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 or however you want to structure the rhythm there. Mm-hmm. We're young and hot and raising hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 from an extra dimensional realm. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 we're young and hot and raising hell. Oh, 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 under a sadomasochistic spell. Nice. Yeah. That's fun, right? Your OOO is going to work perfectly with what I did musically. Yes. 
Is it over the perpy horns? It's over the pervy horns, and it's to the tune of the Hellraiser theme song. Oh, my God. So I looked up the Hellraiser theme song. It's this, like, sweeping orchestral kind of score written by Christopher Young. Young. And uh, the main melody in it is this three-note pattern that goes, da-da-da. Here's a little bit of the actual orchestra playing it. So that's the melody that I'm putting in the horns in the chorus, but on a ska rhythm. So ba da da, right? And we can sing over that. Oh uh, oh uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> so good. And then I kind of just like veer off of it from there because I couldn't really, you know, turn this orchestral thing into <laughs> the full on ska song. But, right. Right. Uh, and I wanted to make sure it still felt true to ska without having those strings in there. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, I'll play you what those horns sound like now. Perpy. Then I have two different guitar tracks, one that's doing the offbeat ska rhythm, and that plays during both the verses and the chorus, and that sounds like this. Okay, yes. Skanking. Yeah. And then another guitar that comes in uh, more of like a rhythmic pattern uh, during just the choruses to kind of fill out the sound a little bit. And mm-hmm. that sounds like this. Lovely. Then bass, of course. Funky. Funky. And finally, the drum beat, which is doing a four on the floor. Naturally. On the kick and then playing a lot of off beats to match that skanked rhythm in the guitar on the hi-hat and the snare. Scott is like all of my favorite musical elements. I think Scott's your thing. But even though I but like I don't love it, but it is very <laughs> fun. But it has my four in the floor, it has my perpy horns, it has mm-hmm. my funky bass. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's got everything I want, but I don't love it. Yeah, I don't know. Something's wrong with you. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and no, no Japanese lyrics. Sorry, guys. Can we do like anything in there? Can we throw one thing in? Mm, maybe. Just like shout hi at the end of the chorus or something. Yes, perfect. Okay, I'm let's putting do it that. in the lyrics. <laughs> We're gonna shout yes in Japanese at the end of each chorus. Hi. Yeah. Just like that. Great. All right, cool. We do it. What should we call it? Um, Young and Hot and Raising Hell? I think that's right. <laughs> and are we going to be Frank and the Three Buttock Thrusts? <laughs> Is it Frank or Pinhead? Oh, uh, I think Frank sounds better. Frank and the Three Buttock Thrusts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I did read that a lot of ska bands don't take their uh, titles too seriously, don't take their names too seriously. Sure, and yeah. we also saw that in the Japanese ska. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's record the song and then we'll bring Maggie back and tell her all about it. Let's do it. Mm. We're back with Maggie Carr. Welcome back. Yay. I'm so excited. Uh, we have written a Hellraiser song. Yes. We have. Yes. We uh, we watched the trailer. It didn't help. <laughs> we uh, read the Wikipedia plot summary. Yeah. I think the, 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 the big breakthrough for me was um i think you really undersold the sex part of it yeah yeah you really did yeah. <laughs> right um so and we did ask you if it was a, se- a sex thing and yeah you it's said clearly kinda. it's clearly a sex thing <laughs> yeah 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 we read um so we also named our ska band which came from a oh, yeah. uh, a clive barker quote oh my gosh okay so the name of our ska band comes from a quote uh where he was talking about the uh seduction scene that got cut between Frank oh, and yes. Christy. Long, yeah, well, they put it into the next movie. It's very racy. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's nine sequels. Yeah. Yes, yes yeah. there are nine sequels, <laughs> which we found out. I have seen all nine. Oh, my God. Uh, so the quote was, the MPAA told me I was allowed two consecutive buttock thrusts from Frank, but three is deemed inappropriate or deemed obscene. So we are Frank and the three buttock thrusts. Yep. <laughs> That is great. The sad thing about me is I've read that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Already familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Frank and the three buttock thrusts. Yeah. 
Uh, do you want to talk about any music points for Maggie to listen to, to as we yes. play? So you actually just walked in and uh, as we were talking about the trailer, sang a little bit of the theme song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the melody for our chorus. I'm gonna cry. Just those three notes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to like put in strings and like sample the orchestral version or anything because that doesn't really fit with ska. But just like our, you'll hear that our chorus is based on those three notes. Oh my gosh, this is the best thing in the entire world. <laughs> and to incorporate the Japanese aspect of it, we just yell "hi" at the end of the. <laughs> That's the best we could do. It was too hard. It was too hard to, to do it otherwise. But horror is a popular genre in Japanese culture, so True. I think uh, this works. Yeah, yeah J horror, J ska. I'm yeah. sure that there's a J horror movie that is like has J ska as its score. Probably, and if not, we're gonna make it with Herod in production. <laughs> yeah, with Frank and the Three Buttock Throws. Is that the name? <laughs> yep. Yes. yes. Oh man. Uh, okay, so should we should we debut the song? Let's debut the song. Oh my and god, then, I can't uh, wait. We'll debrief with Maggie afterwards. Yeah. So this is "We're Young and Hot and Raising Hell," a J Scott song by Frank and the Three Buttock Thrusts about Hellraiser by Shannon and Scott. Rocket box from lower hell, unrivaled by Pandora, violent center by two fate, Sodom and Gomorrah. Angels, demons, which are they? Depends on who you're asking. And Christy C is skip their pull after Frank's unmasking. We're young and hot and raising hell from an extra dimensional realm. We're young and hot and raising hell. Under a sadomasochistic spell. Hey! We're young and hot and raising hell from an extra dimensional realm. We're young and hot and raising hell under a sadomasochistic spell. Hey! So, what do you think? Perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. I also like that you're describing the Cenobites as young and hot. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard of the Cenobites, go ahead and Google them and you'll see that they are neither young nor hot. No. I mean hot not. maybe to you. I don't know. I don't wanna Well, to Frank, I guess. That's yeah. kinda what he was looking for. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I also like that you referred to Kirsty Cotton as Kirsty C. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think I might have said Christy C in the lyrics when I sang it. Oh. Whoops. Oh, well. Her name is Kirsty. Like Kirsty Alley. Yes. yes. <laughs> Oops. The that's only other Kirsty that's famous. <laughs> uh, it's so, um, it's so, it's amazing how like the gothic like score of Hellraiser works well in ska. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it worked well. Well, it's all, also helpful that it's only a three note melody, so it's easy to just yeah. throw on there. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie, I'm so glad that you liked our song, and I'm so glad you came to play with us today. I'm so glad you had me. This has been like the best <laughs> day of my life. All I ever want is people to write songs based on my thoughts of Hellraiser. You could do a whole spinoff podcast of just Hellraiser songs. I mean, yeah, you really could. There is a whole Hellraiser podcast, and I've really? listened to all of it, yes. Oh my god! So they just like go through all of the sequels and talk about it. That is exactly what they do. It's two British guys, and they go through every one and break them down into wow. great detail. And it's the only podcast I've listened to in its entirety. I need uh, to start watching these. I will not start watching. These. <laughs> <laughs> they are very violent. You wouldn't like them. They're very violent. Yeah, I'm just not a. I'm not a horror person. I've never I never been. Am. Yeah, you I are. know. But not like classic horror. That's the thing. I'm. I'm very bad at going back and watching things that like help develop the genre. Like I like contemporary. Oh really? Films. What's yeah. your favorite thing recently? Well, I love the Jordan Peele 
Oh yeah, well and, he's uh, like the new. I read a tweet that like he's basically the new Hitchcock. He really is. It's I incredible. think so too. And then I loved uh, Hereditary. Oh too. yeah, so good. Tony Collette yeah. was yeah. unbelievable in that. That's the kind of horror I like, and also like those horror TV shows that have been. Yeah, they're around, a lot of fun. Like, but you've never done like a deep dive like '80s horror, Golden no, Age horror. No, I haven't. Oh, they're really fun, and like also the like black and white old timey horror is really great. A good one to start yeah. with is. The 1980s thing, the John Carpenter film, is based off of a, I believe, 50s film that's black and white called The Thing from Another World, Mm -hmm. which is a really good and scary movie. But it does in that the thing is not like a bloody like like mammal. It's a vegetable monster. It's made of vegetable matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Maggie is going to show up at your apartment with a box of DVDs. All right. I, I mean, listen, if you, ever, if you ever need me to come over and like give you like a list, <laughs> I will give you like a mixtape of horror. It's yes. like my favorite. In fact, anybody, if you message me, I'll give you recommendations and That's quizzes on each one. <laughs> Good segue into <laughs> yeah. how can people find you again? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Maggie Carr with one R and on Twitter at Mag the Car with one R. And Harridan and Interview and Hands Hands? Uh, Harridan is Harridan Productions or Harridan TV on Twitter, Harridan Productions on Instagram. Uh, Interview is Interview the Show on Instagram, Interview Sketch on Twitter, and Hands to Hands is Hands to Hands Doc on Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Maggie. Thank you, guys. You made a ska J-ska song about Hellraiser. <laughs> Best day of my life. It was, it was a lowercase J. It was very little J. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of <laughs> forgot about that a little bit. Uh, hi. 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 Mm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hi. Hi. That was fun. That was super fun. Good topic. Yeah. You know, we've done a couple movie episodes, but they've always been very obscure, strange things. So this is the first, like, well-known movie <laughs> that we've written a song about. Yeah. I mean, and I don't really still feel like I understand the movie. No. Yeah, I feel no. like even if I watched it, I wouldn't really understand Yeah, it. no, same. <laughs> uh, but that was a lot of fun, and I, I do feel like the topic and the genre kind of came together at the end. Yeah, worked nicely. Yeah. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah, check her out. She's doing great things. Yes. And if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us on songsaladpodcast.com. Find all the links to our social media pages, like Twitter, at songsaladcast, and our Facebook group. Song Salad Podcast. Dash the produce section. Yes. Uh, you can also leave us a review and we'll give you a shout out. That'd be nice. Uh, and if you can't leave a review for whatever reason or you don't feel like it, you could be like Angela Lua, who told all of her friends about us. Oh. And then told us that she told all her friends about us. We like hearing that. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, uh, and if, if you can spread the word, it really does help. Word of mouth is how most people find new podcasts. So... Do that. Found this new podcast. It was just like laying there on the ground and really dusty. And then I, I opened it, <gasps> and demons came out and had sex with me before killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what happens? That's kind of what I'm picturing. Yeah, it becomes a puzzle box. This podcast is a puzzle box. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're gonna change the salad spinner to the puzzle box. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And this has been Song Salad. Eat your veggies. Your veggies. Your creepy Alone veggies. In an attic. One, two, three. Surrounded by oh. candles. Oh.